the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Tom Moeller, and this is Colorado Issues, and we have been with this event annually probably for the last two, three years, and I'm really, really pleased to introduce from the Dumb Friends League, Maya Brousseau. The Furry Scurry is your major, major fundraising event for the year, isn't it? It is. It's it's one of the biggest fundraising events that we do, and um, we've been doing it now. This will be our 24th annual. Our goal this year is to raise a million dollars, and um, we're encouraging people to register and raise money. Also, the registration fee does go towards that goal and also helps take care of the animals in our care. And when we say furry scurry, you're basically walking dogs all over Wash Park. That's right. It's the largest dog walk in the country. 12,000 people register, and about 5,000 dogs show up. It's quite a scene. If you haven't seen it, you have to see it. It's a lot of fun for everybody involved. If you're a dog lover, there's no way you can't have a good time there. And you don't have to have a dog with you to enjoy it, I imagine, if you just come out and you look at all the dogs. That's right. You don't have to bring your dog with you if your dog might not be in a great uh, in a great situation to do that. Or if you don't have a dog and you just want to enjoy everybody else's, you're fine. You can come out. And uh, have a great time on May 6th at Wash Park and, uh, and, and join us for the furry scurry. So I would say those people who are listening, uh, if you don't have a dog, plan on coming out anyway because you can just sit and enjoy the dogs and it's going to be in May and it's a good time. But if you have a dog, uh, come to the dog walk and uh, raise money for a very, very good organization. The, uh, you, you have teams. A lot of the people who do that, they have teams to, uh, collect money and, and agree to, uh, fundraise together. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. What we encourage people to do is to go to furryscurry.org to register to be on a team, or you can register as an individual. However, you prefer to do it, you can join a team that already exists. You can create your own team with your coworkers, with your friends, your family, whoever, and raise money for a great cause. Um, it's $55, or I'm sorry, it's $50 to register at, for adults and $25 for kids 14 and under to register. Mm-hmm. How, how does a team work? I mean, is it the one who lasts longest will raise more money, or how does that work? Well, the way it works with teams is that you will set a fundraising goal. It could be $500. It could be $5,000. And you get to compete with other teams to see who raises the most money, which is always fun. Everybody loves to compete and try to see who can raise the most money. And there are also incentive items if you uh, if you raise certain amounts of money. And there's a, they're really great incentive items, some really cool stuff for pet lovers. And um, you can find out what those are on furryscurry.org. And the raising of the money is when you go around, talk to friends, and they contribute. Yeah, you can talk to friends. You can collect actual cash or checks. You can do it online. You can share it on Facebook. However you want to do it, you can raise money. Okay. And kids, I mean, they could put lemonade stands out and raise money to go to Furry Scurry. Absolutely. Kids are encouraged to raise money. In fact, this year we have a uh, special team for kids. It's called the Pup Squad. And it's, again, a $25 registration for children ages 14 and under. 
Uh, the kids will be invited to an exclusive team area on the event day and have the opportunity to meet other children who have um, the similar interest, and that's of helping pets in need. There's also specific, specific child-related uh, incentive items. So some of the stuff that, you know, the adults are going to get for incentives, we have different incentives for the children. So that makes it really fun for them. And at the same time, they get to raise money to help pets. The the event, it's uh, Saturday, May 6th at Wash Park in in Denver, um, and how many people are you expecting there? Is a lot of people, huh? It's it's huge. Like it's the largest dog walk in the country, in the and country. it it is. Wow. And we get about twelve thousand participants and about five thousand dogs. Wow. So Wash Park is busy that day, but it is it's lots of fun. Uh, there's a lot of great things to do afterwards. It's a two mile walk around Wash Park. Uh, you, you, afterwards, you can enjoy refreshments, food trucks, contests, dog demonstrations, and more than 150 related vendor and sponsors at our uh, flealess market. That's right afterwards. I, you know, I, I love the term flealess market. <laughs> well, you know, we definitely don't want to have a flea market yeah, when we right. have 5,000 dogs at Wash Park. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so you've got, I mean, boy. Uh, now, in the in terms of the dog walk, is there a a certain path around the two mile walk that people walk, or do they just wander? It's a two. It's a specific two mile walk around the park. Uh-huh. So um, it's it is it, it, there is a start and a finish. Um, it's not necessarily timed, so there's no competition in that respect. Some people decide to jog it or, or run it a little bit, uh-huh. um, but most people walk it since they've got their dogs with them, and it's just it's a good time. And I'm sure there's some people who walk that two miles a little more slowly than they would a normal two miles with. Uh, the dogs getting excited and checking things out, sniffing each other. And, um, it, again, it's really cool. If you haven't been to the Furry Scurry, it's it's definitely something to see. It's a Colorado tradition. It's mm-hmm. the 24th annual. So, you know, it's something that if you live in Colorado, you live in Denver, you have to go and do it at least just once. And once you do it, you're never going to want to miss one ever you again. You know the expression, uh, this is no walk in the park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a different walk a in the park. A different walk in the park, and <laughs> yeah. it's a better walk in the park. Oh, yeah, lots of fun. Uh, and it's just for dogs. We're going to talk about cats in a moment, but it, but in terms of the walking of the animals. Yes, we ask that you bring dogs only, that you uh-huh. leave cats at home, uh-huh. Um just for the safety of the cat, of dogs, of everybody involved. Um, we do have a special team, though, for people who want to raise money, specifically for cats. They're the Whisker Walkers. Uh, if you go on to furryscurry.org and register, you can select to join the Whisker Walkers team. You can w- bring a sign or something to represent your cat, wear a shirt that you make of your own. But we just ask that you leave the kitties at home. Don't bring the cat. <laughs> Don't bring the kitties. <laughs> now, before we came on the air... I misspoke, and I called it a whiskey walk. <laughs> well, that would definitely be a different kind of walk, for that sure. Definitely be a different. <laughs> this is whisker walkers, and whisker don't walkers. bring your cat, but raise money for cats uh, as well. Refreshments. Uh, you said there's gonna be food trucks and refreshments uh, contests. What is it? The contest, the individual contest between the. People or are there other contests that you can think of? These are really fun contests. Um, for example, a pet lookalike contest. So you and your dog can show up, and we can. There's a contest to see who looks the most like their dog. Do you look like your bulldog? Do you look like your golden retriever? You could possibly win some cool prizes. Huh. Um, other things are for dog agility and things like that. So it's it's really a lot of fun. And describe some of the dog demonstrations that that would do. Well, you've seen these cool dogs that can do um, the disc. Uh, the, the frisbee catching, mm-hmm. 
There's the disc dog demonstrations. There's agility demonstrations. Really seeing dogs be able to do some very cool things. Uh-huh. And then, of course, vendors and sponsors, um, all things dog, I imagine. Oh, yeah. If you're, you know, for any pet lover, there's going to be lots of things there uh, for pet lovers to see and experience, sample. Uh, it's, again, a great day for anybody who is a pet lover and dog lover. And all the money that we raise goes towards um, helping homeless pets and horses in our community. Uh-huh. And, you know, you go to the supermarket and you get samples. What is it, weekends or something? My wife does the cooking or does the supermarket thing. I do it only when she cajoles me into it. But I understand that, you know, there are samples. Do doggies get little samples from the vendors? Oh, sure. Yeah, there are some definite dog samples that will be out there. We've had pup ice cream in the past and other treats. Uh, Uh, Your dog is guaranteed to have a good time. Now, all that is to raise a million dollars, which is the principal part of your fundraising with the Dumb Friends League. And I also want to say... Uh, that you're not part of any larger national organization uh, that supplies money to you. This is all Colorado. Yeah, it is a community-based uh, animal welfare organization. It's the largest in the Rocky Mountain region, and all we are completely reliant upon donations from our community. And we don't receive any subsidies from anybody else. We're not a government organization. We are we are the largest community-based animal welfare organization in the Rocky Mountain region. Uh, we were founded in 1910, so we've been in the community for a very long time. Uh, we have three locations. In uh, We have the Denver location on Quebec Street. We have the Buddy Center in Castle Rock. And then we also have the Harmony Equine Center that's in Franktown. And that gives us a chance to be able to help homeless horses and equines in our community. Mm-hmm. So you have a broad range. And, and the million dollars that you're going to raise or more uh, is going to go to support all of that, what you're doing. Right. It actually it will help us uh, care for the 22,000 animals that we care for. In uh, That's how many we cared for last year. Uh-huh. So that money is crucial to help us be able to provide services and, you know, veterinary services, behavior-related services to be able to help these pets become adoptable pets that we can put into the community. Give us the uh, registration, how to register and uh, the price to register? Sure. Um, go online to furryscurry.org. You can register as an individual, as a team. For adults, it's $50. For children 14 and under, it's $25. But don't be a procrastinator because if you wait and walk up and register on May 6th, you're going to pay a little bit more. It'll go up to $55 for adults and $30 for children. But that registration goes for a good cause because that all goes to the money that you're raising. Absolutely. All of the money goes to help homeless pets and horses Mm -hmm. in our community. You can join the team and just pay the registration fee. Mm -hmm. You can donate additional dollars. Mm -hmm. You can, again, you can do fundraising, and there are different incentive items depending upon how much money you raise. That's all on furryscurry.org. A lot of them are really cool incentive items. And, you know, the goal is to raise as much money as you can. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we encourage people, if you decide to have a team, show up in costume. I'll wear matching shirts or something and Uh and let everybody know that you are a team and you're there to have a great time. Okay. And the money then you raise all together, you're buying your registration fee to get in. But then you're writing an additional check to... 
to, to donate all the money you collected? How does that work? You can do it through online donations okay. and share a, essentially your donation page and be able to raise money that way. You can bring cash and check uh, to the actual event to hand in. You have multiple ways that you okay. can contribute money. All right. Go to furryscurry.org. It'll walk you through the whole process. Okay. It's super simple. So any any information you need other than what we're talking about here uh, is furryscurry.org. That's right. F-U-R-R-Y. S-C-U-R-R-Y dot org. That's right. And if you got cats, don't worry. You got the Whisker Walkers. That's right. The kitty cats, uh, all the money raised goes to help homeless pets and horses. Mm -hmm. But we also wanted a way for people who are cat lovers who maybe feel a little bit left out of the dog walk Mm -hmm. to be able to show up and have a team to walk with to show your support of the kitties. And, you know, again, you can bring a sign or you can wear a shirt or some kind of costume that represents your cat. You can walk in honor of a cat that maybe is no longer with you. It's it's a really great way for people who are kitty cat lovers to be able to come out and have a great time and show their support. Now, I know that you've come into this position as a spokesman relatively recently. That's right. Have you been to previous furry scurries? I have been to one. I actually uh-huh. didn't attend it. I was there. I used to actually work for the media. So I have been to one through that way, uh-huh. but not actually as a walker. So yeah. I'm excited to be out there and really, truly be a part of it. Um, the video that I've seen of it is amazing. There's so many dogs out there having a great time. So many people having a great time. Costumes. It's just a really cool atmosphere uh-huh. out there. So I'm excited to really, truly be a part of it. Tell me, go back to... To the one that you went to uh, and, you know, the videos you've seen, what are some of the things you've seen? What struck you? You know, you know what I actually found was interesting is you would think when there's 5,000 dogs potentially out at Wash Park together that things might get a little bit interesting. (laughs) Um, But the dogs all got along well. They all have a great time. I didn't see anything that was concerning with a bunch of dogs together, so I thought that was really cool. Um, it's fun to see so many people with smiles on their faces having a great time. I mean, how are you? How can you not have a great time when you're out walking with twelve thousand of your closest friends <laughs> <laughs> who are all fellow pet lovers? It's it's really a cool cool thing. But don't bring your horse. Don't bring your horse. Don't bring your cat. <laughs> Dogs only. We, we really we really want to stress that for your animal safety, for your safety, for the safety of other people. Just bring your dogs. So that's uh, at Wash Park Saturday, May 6th. All the information you need, including donation information, is available at furryscurry.org. Uh, and you have a broad range, as we've touched upon several times now, of uh, of work uh, with dogs and with cats uh, and uh, and uh, horses and you you rescue you rescue absolutely yeah. uh, we are as an animal welfare organization uh, we rescue animals we have we are actual animal shelter so for people who aren't familiar with the dumb friends league uh, we have a location on Quebec Street in Denver and also the Buddy Center in Castle Rock. In those area, in those two locations, we specialize in companion animals. So that's cats, dogs, small animals like rabbits, guinea pigs, things like that. 
Then we also have the Harmony Equine Center, which is in Franktown, which obviously is equines. Mm-hmm. It it focuses on care for horses. So all of the we have animals that are available for adoption at ddfl.org. You can go online, see who's there, see if there's a pet that might be right for you. You can come into one of our locations and meet with meet with a customer care person who will help you get paired up with the right animal. And, uh, and yeah, and, and the adoption fees go towards helping us be able to care for the animal while it's in our care, spay and neuter, appropriate vaccinations, microchip ID, things like that are, mm. come with every adoption. Mm. All that comes with the adoptions. Now, prior, uh, prior to the adoption, uh, let's say that there's an injured animal. He's orphaned somewhere. Mm-hmm. I bring them to the, Dumb friendly. Yeah, we we are a, an open admission shelter, which means we turn no animal away. Mm-hmm. So we welcome all animals into our care. If we receive something like a giraffe and we can't care for it, we'll find an organization that huh. can. Um, but yeah, we we will take in animals. Uh, we get relinquishments from owners who maybe are having a bad situation and they can no longer care for their pet. We have uh, some where people trap a cat that's a community cat and they bring it in. Mm-hmm. So we care for all animals. And um, we provide services from veterinary services that help, you know, whether it's just a spay, spay or neuter surgery mm-hmm. or we have people who, who do that's the do actual orthopedic surgery and will, oh. you know, do limb removals if, if that's what's medically necessary for that animal. Our veterinarians are very, very, very experienced in being able to handle all different kinds of mm-hmm. surgeries. We do a lot of dental surgeries now. A lot of animals come in with um, dental disease and they need to have that done. So. We provide a lot of services through our veterinary staff and then also through our behavior staff. Things that we do to make sure that these animals are going to, are going to be ready for adoption and ready for a new home. Now, these are for animals that are brought in left with your care. I mean, in other words, if I want to have my dog's teeth cleaned. I don't just bring them in to you. That's right. Yeah, we yeah. do not provide services to yeah. the public for things like that. These are animals that we actually are that are are living with us and that are in our care. Uh, yeah, uh, but you you make them well. That's right. That's and that, right. And that's that's absolutely great. And then uh, the behavior. This was fascinating to me. Uh, the behavior training. Uh, not just simply because we want good, well-behaved animals, but that prepares them to become adoptable. That's right. You know, yeah. a lot of animals, when they come into a shelter situation, experience the main thing they experience is fear. You know, they're in a place where they're hearing sounds they've never heard before, smelling smells they've never smelled before, and they do experience some fear. And we have an amazing animal behavior staff that works with these animals, gets them comfortable, and helps them um, be become a great adoptable pet. And it's really, really amazing to see the transformations that they can make. And then they become adoptable, and uh, uh, otherwise they wouldn't be. Right. You know, these. I mean, they they might not be. People go, "Ooh, you know, I I want that one, not that one." Right. You know. That, thankfully, because we have such a compassionate community here in Colorado, we really don't have a lot of that. We have an amazing community that comes out and adopts animals. We rarely have a situation where, in fact, what I should say is that we have a situation where sometimes people come in and we don't have, if they want a big dog, we maybe don't have big dogs because they've all been adopted, which is really great. We have 
I'd rather have that problem than have too many animals. Mm-hmm. So think, again, we have an amazingly compassionate community here in Colorado that will come out and adopt animals. And I mean, it, it's really something incredible to see. Uh, you've also told me about uh, the uh, Dumb Friends League solutions. Tell us what the solutions are. The Solutions Clinic opened earlier this year. It's a free cat spay-neuter clinic. And what's really great about it is that we offer this to whether it's your companion animal at home and you perhaps can't afford that surgery, or maybe you've got some community cats that are living near you. You're going to trap them, neuter them, and then re-release them into the community. This is a great way to help stop pet overpopulation. Our goal at the Dumb Friends League is to end pet homelessness and animal suffering. And this is really one way that we can make a great impact in the community because the more animals that are that are out there, obviously, the more animals that are going to potentially be homeless. Uh, our goal is to spay or neuter 10,000 cats this year as a part of our community-wide effort to reduce cat overpopulation. And that goal is solely to uh, cause uh, overpopulation to to be ceased. To that's, be absolutely. Yeah, that's up. right. You know, we... Um, we'll offer it to feral cats. Again, like I said, the trap, neuter, return cats, community cats. Also, again, home people who own a cat but perhaps can't afford the surgery. Uh-huh. Um, we're located in Pet Aid, Colorado on 191 Yuma Street. And um, so it's basically kind of I-25 and 6th Avenue West area, so really central. And um, the clinic is operated by the Dumb Friends League, even though it is inside Pet Aid, Colorado. Um, it's open Tuesdays. Or I'm sorry, Tuesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and then closed on all major holidays. But um, you can make an appointment online to bring your pet in if you so choose to have that done. And that's ddfl.org slash cat clinic. This is, again, for cats only. It's a free spay neuter service. And um, we really hope that we can make a great impact in the community by having this. And in this case, then, you deal with the cats and return them to the owner. Uh, yes. Different than the medical services that you provide uh, that uh, is provided for people who are turned over to you. Correct. Yeah, yeah these are for, for, for cats that don't belong to us, right. so to speak, mm-hmm. cats that are not in our care long term. Yeah. They're just there to have that spay or neuter surgery, and then they're returned to their owner. And then this, to me, is fascinating. I, I Working cats. Tell us about your working cats program. So this program started in 2013 and has placed over 600 cats into loving homes. But these homes are a little bit different. The The idea with working cats is that these are cats that maybe aren't as social or for some one reason or another aren't suitable to living inside of a home. At the Dumb Friends League, we really do believe that an indoor lifestyle is best for cats. But for some cats, it's not the right lifestyle for them. So what we work to do is to pair those cats with owners who have property. Maybe they have a barn or they have a shed, and these cats are going to hopefully earn their keep, mm-hmm. catching mice, doing whatever it is they need to do, and, um, you know, being pest control, and um, but still being able to have a home and have somebody who is caring for them. Uh-huh. And so they're working. They're they're expected to pay off here. Yeah, they're they're expected to earn their keep. Uh, we do ask that the owners um, do provide food, water, shelter, mm-hmm. and also you know medical care regularly. But most likely, these cats are going to be outside, you know, spending time again doing pest control, other uh-huh. things that that working cats do. 
I grew up on a farm, so I understand that. We once counted 48 different cats just around our property. You know. Wow. Uh, but you're right. They have a very, very strong function, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, and we do make sure before these cats are adopted that they have been spayed or neutered. So mm-hmm. they're, they won't be making more cats, which uh-huh. is a good thing. Right. And they've had their age-appropriate uh, vaccinations, including rabies, and they are healthy and ready to go. If you then adopt a cat uh, and you're in town, uh, you prefer that you adopt a cat as an indoor cat. But Correct. there are those that are more suited for the outdoor, uh, and uh, and they may have come from the outdoors. They may have lived an entire life uh, faring for themselves. Uh, they would be appropriate if you have property. Absolutely. You know, they, they – I- a lot of people refer to this program. We call it the Working Cats Program, but it's really a barn cat program. Uh, yeah, you know, these right. these cats may may want attention from you. They may want um, love and affection, or they may not. or they may not. Yeah. Uh, we do have some working cats that we call failed working cats <laughs> who really aren't doing much to earn their keep. We've heard back from patrons who've said that their working cat now spends the whole day on the sofa. So these cats became more socialized over time and decided, you know what, I think living inside the home is a little bit more fun for me. So we do have a few instances of that, which I think is very cute. Um, but we also have a lot of great success with this. It's a great way to place these cats in in the home that's right for them. Uh-huh. Well, you can get all this information on your uh, Denver Dumb Friends League website, which is ddfl.org. Right? That's right. Uh, for the Working Cats uh, program, uh, the uh, Solutions program to spay and neuter, but specifically for the Furry Scurry, you have your own website. Yeah, you go to furryscurry.org to register, and it's the first thing you see on the page is to register for it. It's very, very simple. All of the rest of the information that we have is on ddfl.org, as you said. You can also call the shelter at 303-751-5772 to ask about a specific program or ask about a specific pet that's available for adoption. Um, and if you call, uh, they they can walk you through anything that you need there. Or, again, you can go online to ddfl.org. We have a lot of really great information on, on the website as well. In addition to the things we've talked about here today, we have great resources for people who are considering adopting a pet or who maybe um, already have a pet at home and have questions about things. Well, Maya Brousseau from the Dumb Friends League, it's just great to, to talk to you and to uh, kind of get more of an expanded view of what the Dumb Friends League is all about. Thank you very much for having us, and we hope to see you at the Furry Scurry on May 6th. And that's furryscurry.org. And if you don't have a dog, you don't uh, – just come and watch. It'll be a great time. Come out for a nice walk around Wash Park. And make a donation, too. I'm Tom Muller. This has been Colorado Issues.